Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be going through kind of everything that's going to be coming up in 2021 that we're looking forward to on Disney Plus. We'll also be talking about um, some of the little bit of news. There was a tiny little bit this week. And also we'll be giving out our 2020 awards that um, our Facebook group members were voting on all week. Um, but so before we get into any more of that, just a huge thank you to all of our supporters either on patreon or on youtube membership really makes a massive difference to support for the podcast and the youtube channel and etc so i just want to give a huge shout out first off to sarah um for all of her support and also to andrew jamie jacob chris darren the juice lauren what's on netflix also to bad dog gamer martin adam jeremy joshua and so again thank you for all of your support at the gold level and above and also just a huge thank you as well to all of our silver members as well um so there so there we go so we're into 2021 2020's done you know it's in the bag and you know everything's supposed to be better but when you look at the lineup for 2021 for disney plus you can't help but think yeah, that, that that looks a lot better than 20. I mean, there's so much stuff that they've announced already. And I'm sure there's going to be loads of more announcements of stuff to come that they've not already done because they like to keep things back. You know, obviously they like to have a few surprises, get a few PR beats going as we go. But yeah, that drought that we had last year where we finished Christmas and just saw The Mandalorian and didn't have anything really to watch until the right stuff came in October. We haven't got to wait that long. We've literally got like two weeks and then we got one division and then bang. So I'm going to go through some of our highlights. There are some things that we might miss because, well, I mean, we're, we're talking you know, 30, 40 series of movies at the minute. There's, there's a lot to go through. Um, so first off, before we jump in, um, James, any, what kind of stood out to you so far that you're looking forward to from 2021? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's mm. that's other than say Mandalorian season three. I think Falcon. Which and I Winter think Soldier. that one that one might actually drop in twenty twenty two. We think that right. There's there kind of was a little bit of we know we got Boba Fett coming, so we are getting something. But Mando season three might slip a little bit. So let me, um, yeah. The the yeah. last the last semi official word we had yeah. was Christmas. So yeah. that's still twenty twenty one. Um, obviously we, we now have 12 months to wait to see yeah. if that actually comes true for the moment. I will take their word for it. Christmas, 2021. Um, and we'll, we'll see if that ends yeah. up being the case. So assuming that is in 2021, that's the big number one item. Uh, but Falcon, the winter soldier is currently the, the number two item for me of things I am most excited for. Yes. I must have, I, I did actually watch, um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier um, the other night, just to kind of pre-prep. Like, I was doing a bit of pre-prep for that series, and just like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for some more of that. Um, I think all the Marvel series stuff. There is for me actually, WandaVision could be one of those things that's going to be really weird. But Miss Marvel is the one I'm probably the most excited for because um, having seen her in the recent Avengers video game, just something new, something fresh. A brand, you know, it's not been introduced through the Marvel movies. And that's what I'm, that's the one, if I had to pick the one out of the five that I'd want to watch, it probably would be that one because that's new to me. That's fresh. That's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. I would um, definitely put Miss Marvel near the top of the list. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she doesn't, she doesn't take over the Falcon and Winter Soldier spot, yeah. but um, if we were going to talk about like only new characters or new properties, Miss Marvel would definitely be at the top of that list. Uh, yeah. It's, here's hoping it's good. 
yeah, I mean, we're going to be getting one division in January, then we're going to be getting uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier in March. Now, it actually looks like, um, according to a Latino website, that uh, one division is going to have eight episodes, which will run out on the 5th of March. So we literally got like two weeks, and then we're going to get one division. Oh, sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That if that runs for six episodes, that would take us to the end of April. And if it's got eight, then it would take us into May, which then we'd run into Loki at, at 10. It's coming in May as well. That will then lead us through probably till July, which we're then we're going to get into summer for the What If animated series, which I'm really looking forward to as well. And then that pretty much will then lead us into Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. So I'm guessing we're going to have two to three weeks between each of those series. So Marvel, we are we are looking good for Marvel. I mean, considering we got. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was pretty much all we got in 2020, though I'm still getting new episodes. I think I've got like two or three episodes left on the UK one. I'm just going to watch last night's episode, um, episode that dropped because we're getting the seventh season every week. And I've really been enjoying that one. So it's kind of filled the void of it. And my mum just sent me a um, free voucher for a free movie rental because we decided, she decided with a bank that maybe cinema tickets weren't much use this year. <laughs> so, she, uh, she gets, so like every like month or two, I get like a code company. So I think I might even rent New Mutants um, to kind of um, just to, well, it's not really close to me any money, but that's like the only bit of Marvel, but lots of Marvel stuff coming up in 2021. So much stuff there. Yeah. 2021 is going to be the year of Marvel and 2022, we're going to take a, a guess is going to be the big star Wars years. Um, with a lot of the stuff that was announced uh, back at the investor call starting to show up there. The thing, I'll be honest, as far to me, as if we get one Star Wars series plus an animated like, thing a year, that would be, to me, would probably be the perfect amount because I am actually am a little bit worried about Marvel this year um, because not only have we got those six series, we've also got Black Widow, Eternals, Spider-Man 3, and uh, Shang-Chi, I think. Shang-Chi. And then we've also got um, Venom 2 and Morpheus um, from the Sony side. Um, that it, That's a lot. That's a lot of Marvel. And I'm hoping we don't get burnt. I don't think, as a Marvel fan, I would be burnt out. But we've gone from nothing <laughs> to pretty much we've got a, a, an all-you-can-eat buffet in 2021 of um, Marvel content. It all depends on the quality. If they can keep the quality up, then I will keep going back for more plates at the Marvel Buffet. If it turns out that one of them isn't up to snuff, okay, that, that's fine. But if we see an overall quality drop across the board, that would be problematic. Not really expecting it. Uh, I think if there is going to be a quality drop, it'll come in the future when they get a little more complacent and stop putting the top talent on everything. But... Uh, it is definitely a concern. Ultimately as well, you've got different people making each show. So it's not like it's, I would be a bit more, if it was the same people making every single thing, that's when you kind of would be more worried. But they, you know, they, they, different people are making each one and they're each going to want to prove their point. Um, looking at like some of the movies, we know we've got Flora and Ulysses um, dropping on February the 19th. That's the only date we've got so far for a movie. No trailer. Or we kind of saw a little bit at the investor day of the squirrel jumping around. We also know we're going to be getting the Night at Museum mo movie and the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, I'll be and Sneakerella. I'll be honest, and Greek Freak. Um, none of those really jumped out at me as being like, oh, I must watch them. Um, the, I think the movie lineup is still a little weak, and hopefully we'll find out some more when we, if we can get 
Peter and Wendy in the Home Alone movie around Christmas time. That's what I'm expecting. Um, but yes, yeah, those though, the movie lineup's a little bit weak. We've also got the Jack Cousteau movie from documentary from National Geographic, hopefully coming as well, which is the one I'm probably more interested in watching. But I thought the movie lineup at the minute look, doesn't look quite as impressive. I assume that we're not including stuff that'll probably get a theatrical release at the same time. Right? Yeah, so we're not we're not talking Ray, uh, Black no. Widow, etc. No, that's just the, that's just the Disney Plus original movies. Anything catch your eye from them? I'd have to, to uh, second uh, Jacques Cousteau. Mm. Um, it's been a long time since I've heard that name pop up, mm. but he he basically founded uh, you know scuba scuba diving yeah. modern marine biology. It'll be very interesting to see what National mm. Geographic has to say about it. Yeah, as, as and we're both we've both qualified scuba divers, so that's why we're a bit probably a little bit more interested in that one. Um, as far no as one, <laughs> no one with a sane mind would let me have a scuba tank without a refresher course. At this point, though, no, let's say I, if I'm going in there, I always always go with a guide. It's, it's more safer. Um, moving on from there, we've we like to say brought in Premier Access. Now we know Raya and the Last Dragon is coming on fifth of March, and to be honest. They haven't really, they've kind of been very vague about how they're going to do this in the future. Um, and I think they're being vague because they're going to take it one step at a time. They're going to see how it, how it does. Will Raya do all right? You know, that's good. I think that's going to be the big question really is does, does Raya do okay that they'll want to carry on? Because I don't think they want to take that chance with Black Widow straight away. Um, but I, I, it really depends on where we are with um, the vaccination program of how. Um, people are feeling um, I know the movie comes out like the end of April beginning of May over here and the thing is that's interesting about it is you know as far as our government are concerned you know, they're still looking towards Easter before things might start improving so it's still going to be it's going to take a while to get people back into cinemas um, so I I wouldn't be at all surprised if we end up with most of the 2021 film slate also doubling up onto Disney Plus if they get the numbers and it's kind of they're happy with it that's going to be the key thing really it's going to be that it's going to be how does hbo do with their their day and date releases mm -hmm. that they're doing on their side and from the consumer point of view it's going to depend on price mm -hmm. i think people were willing to spend 30 dollars on milan or, or not you know the numbers mm -hmm. weren't weren't great for it but you we weren't really expecting them to be uh because they just wanted something mm -hmm. Red might not have the same level of expectation. You might not get as many people doing thirty dollars. Maybe you get more. I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised if more. Black Widow, on the other hand, um, mm. I think will do will do fine if they have to to do like a thirty dollars price point. Yeah, I, I think the thing is, if they're in cinemas at the same time, it reduces the strain on the box. It does, you know, it, they can they can cater to both models at that point. You know, if you only if you're on your own and you don't want to pay it, then you're fine. But then if you've got a family, um, then the $30 is a good a good value. Um, and I, I think we are going to see it continue on. They didn't build that whole system for nothing. It, I, I'm sure it's going to be carrying on for a while. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if by the end of the year, it just becomes standard fare. Because if they're getting $30 for a rental, that's, that's still quite a, quite a lot. You know, it's yeah, still and... And they also have to keep the perspective that they do still need to play nice with the movie theaters and will for quite some time. Yeah. I know movie theaters were hit very hard this past year. I'm still thinking of it as this year, but I mean, 2020. Yeah. Um, and 
some are going to be impacted very heavily moving into 2021 as well. But Disney can't be perceived as competing directly with them mm. at this point. So for that Disney, reason, I think we're going to be looking at the, the $30 price point still. Yeah, I think the Premier Access will... St- I, think, I don't think they're going to go the HBO Max route where it was just included. That. I think, I think if, if they're going at that price point, they can kind of go to the to the cinemas and say, "Look, look, we're 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 doing, you know, you've got it as well, but and we're charging a premium for it. We think that there's something to it, and I just think it makes so much sense to be able to go. It's on premier access and it's at cinemas. You're boosting Disney Plus while at the same time showing that it's a, it's worth something. It's not a throwaway movie. They kind of you're instantly giving it that thing about well, we think it's worth thirty dollars if you want to watch it. You know that it sends a signal that it's high quality, even if. And I kind of look at it and go, well, if, if everyone, you know, even if it doesn't do too well, it's just, a, I would almost look at it as a top up to the box office rather than um, a chunk of it. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how this is all going to play out. Um, but also, I mean, the, the trend even before COVID was that people were going to cinemas less and Disney were able to have these big events. But if it wasn't a big event movie, people weren't going, you know, and that that's probably going to continue to be. Um, there's some movies, I'm also, there's some movies on that lineup like you said, the Marvel ones, yeah, you go for it. I'd probably say the Jungle Cruise would be a movie that I'd go for. But whereas if it was like the, like the Kingsman, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's maybe not worth the $30. Um, I enjoyed the first two, but th- that price point might be too high. But we're gonna, if, you've got, if you're on a date night and or you, you know, you've got a family, I think it, is, it does change it. Uh, Kingsman's probably not the one you put in front of kids, though. Just guessing. No, we uh, yeah, I don't know. see that. Not judging I, from the first two movies, anyway. Yeah, they're really good. I mean, it's proper. proper oh, I, movie. I, I'm not saying I don't. I really did enjoy the first one. The second one was okay, but yeah. I'm, I would not put them in front of your elementary well, or middle school age kids. Yeah, the thing is, as well, is I'm essentially as well. Obviously, this year things are really kind of going to be changing a little bit in terms of like the content coming, because obviously, Star is for like us in the UK and across Europe in Australia and Canada, you know, Disney plus is getting a massive upgrade next month with star uh, where we're going to get access to all of these movies. We're going to be getting all the 20th century movies. You know, we're going to get all the FX shows and all the ABC. So suddenly then, uh, and it will be that figure, you know, when I fire up my Disney plus Kingsman is going to be there next to Mickey Mouse clubhouse. So it is ultimately my, my mind is already started to like drift. It's just like, it's all coming into one. Um, I know it's obviously not for the US, but um, I believe I still think it's a preview of what's to come. <laughs> so <laughs> it might be, but you also don't have to go into it for, with the eyes of a parent of being like, yeah. "Do I want Kingsman sitting next to Mickey Mouse uh, Clubhouse?" Yeah. And I think I think well, it does, I, I think it, I think it would it probably do some kids some good. Um, right, uh, <laughs> I, it certainly would raise questions that you might not want to answer. Yes, no, it's. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just that thing of like when I think back to you know how we used to you know be at, co- at high school when I was a kid, and you know I remember the hard boiled. Uh, videotape went around the class and robocop whatever you know we all you know if one of one kid managed to get out of it it still went around the school anyway right moving on from there let's look at some of the series that are going to be coming in 2021 um monsters at work that one is supposed to be coming this year it's a monsters university while they didn't mention anything at the investor day it was re-mentioned on the d23 blog over the weekend so it's definitely still in the works because some people were getting a bit worried that there's been no talk of it but ultimately remember disney still have to 
hype stuff. They still they couldn't let everything out of the way at that event. So that's the thing. Um, Monsters at Work. I'm looking forward to that series. I think that could be a real fun one. The only thing that's got me with this one is it's not actually being made by Pixar because that's where a lot of people. It's actually being done by the Disney Television Animation because it did confuse me during that uh, Vesters Day event when they said that oh they were working on their first like series uh, win and lose and going well isn't Monsters at Work and then I remembered then that it that they actually are making it. Uh, but hopefully they have some input into it as well. Yeah. But th- this is actually how I would prefer to see uh, Pixar or Disney handling the uh, expansion content of Pixar movies. Because I've complained in the past about, you know, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, uh, stuff like that. And like, we don't really need those movies. They would work much better as shows. And so I hope Monsters at Work works. Mm. And that rather than seeing... Incredibles 3 or Coco 2, if you want to tell stories in that range, do it through this medium instead. Yeah. We're also set to have the new Chippendale animated series as well. Um, that's not to be confused with the rest of it. Again, anything Chippendale I'm looking forward to. I Definitely. Both of yeah. those projects I'm looking forward well, to. Well, And also a while ago, a number of projects were announced back in 2019, including um, an untitled Mickey Mouse documentary, a Wolfgang Puck documentary, People in Places, and also uh, there's a few other shows that they've previously announced that we have talking about nearly a year or so ago. So we're hoping that they're all going to be arriving. Um, more docu- Because it was one of those weird things, really, of Disney didn't really lay out much of their documentary lineup other than National Geographic. So that's been one. And I mean, they were heavily reliant on that in 2020, but they've been quite quiet about that for 2021. Yeah, and they, they did have to rely on 2020, but I suspect that, unfortunately, those really don't bring in the numbers, so they're not going to hype it as much. No. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to advertising, the things that you know the most about also get the most advertising dollars because it every dollar gets you further. And if it's a, a small project that's not going to get many viewers anyway, uh, they're not going to advertise it as much. Well, I think that's the thing. I mean, you only have to look at the lineup for 2021 to realize they realize that series are what they need. Um, long uh, drama series and like animated, Marvel, whatever way they're looking at it, you know, series is where they, they need to pick it up. And that seems to be the, the thing going forward. We're also getting the second season of High School Musical, the musical, the series, um, which I'm looking forward to. I did like that first season. It was a bit of a unexpected thing we're also getting the diary of a future president season two they are filming that right away i'm going to lead that into a conversation anyway because we're also going to be getting uh mighty ducks and the big shop unfortunately now due to the rise of covid cases in california um one of their departments have kind of put out a thing saying please do not return back to filming just yet give it a few weeks um because they obviously took a break for christmas and a lot of the filming that was supposed to restart on Monday on the 4th has been pushed back either to the 11th or even the 18th to try and get the um, kind of things under control. And Diary of a Future President Season 2 was included in that, along with Big Shot, um, both of which are currently on pause from filming. I think they're down, you know. So there again, you know, this this situation is still causing delay. While they're, I mean, it was like 15, 16 series by ABC and FX and Hulu all kind of put on hold because of this and it's like this is still going to cause a problem for m- months and months to come and you know you're only going to need one case on a set to suddenly 
um, put it on hold. And I think we've all got to accept that, you know, release dates are very, and Disney would be very, very smart not to put release dates until they are, until it's basically in the can, edited, put together and ready to go. Um, And I'm really hoping that that's why they're very vague on some of the dates and stuff at the minute, because that's, I mean, that's what I'd do. They should just do what they did with the free guy trailer, which is just put the the date on it and then put like a question mark after it. Like, yeah, yeah, probably it might be the best movie for Halloween or Valentine's or Christmas, (laughs) depending on when it comes out. Um, Uh, The other thing to keep the other thing to keep in mind, though, a lot of the shows that are getting impacted by these delays, though, uh, they're not special effects shows. They're not heavy on on. needing to go through the editing room uh, with a fine tooth comb, they follow a more traditional uh, sitcom style editing, which means that even though there are delays, they can still turn them around relatively quickly. A delay on Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to get you know, compounded because you've got to do editing, you've got to do uh, special effects, you've got to do CGI and all that fun stuff. You don't really need to do that on Diary of a Yeah, I, I mean, you remember the whole thing last year with like the Mandalorian season two, where people were like in March and April demanding the series be dropped and like, well, they finished filming it. But like, yeah, but you do you realize like, you know, the crate dragon just would have been a sock pocket puppet. <laughs> it would have, it would have been a wireframe, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're also, like I said, I mentioned the big shot and Muddy Ducks. Um, we're also getting the Mysterious Benedict Society. Um, it's going to be really weird because obviously January's, January feels like a really light month other than WandaVision because we're still in that zone of kind of, I would say, the, kind of the, the COVID thing. But then you've got like Turner and Hooch and you've got all these shows and you're looking at it going, how are they going to, how many episodes are we going to be getting a week of stuff? Because there is going to be some serious crossover. You know, the, the the idea of only having one show a week is not going to happen. I mean, I just said there, what? It's five or six different Disney cha- shows on top of the Marvel shows. You know, that I mean, six Disney... Um, we only had basically one or two, if you include the right stuff. I mean, we're going to... You know, there's a there's a much more going to be dropping. And I still think drama will obviously be dropping weekly, but I'm looking forward to having multiple things to watch during the week. Yeah, and it... For most people, it won't matter. You'll you'll pick the shows that you want to watch, um, and you you'll you won't worry about the rest. But you'll have much more options this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for us, we'll kind of be scrambling to watch stuff before because uh, because our schedule doesn't let us uh, take too much time. But for most people, you know, you can you can drop the Mandalorian or WandaVision the day it comes out, and then you can be like, ah, you know what? I'll I'll check out Diary of a Future President. Uh, later in the week, kind of yeah. do it during a, a lunch break or something like that. Yes, this is where that situation for me is like, I tr- usually tr- it's like, oh, it's like, especially with some of those series of like, you know, it's like, see if my wife wants to watch them so we can watch them on a Friday night kind of thing. Um, but there's a lot of, lot of interesting things going on there um, that I'm looking forward. Just nice to see like Disney coming out with like more than just, you know, one or two series. There. That's, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. We also have got Doug Days, which is a new short series from Pixar, um, which could be a lot of fun. Scrolling past all the... We're getting Pixar popcorn in a couple of weeks. I really don't know. We really haven't really seen anything about that at the minute. Um, Star Wars-wise, The Bad Batch. That We don't know when that one will be dropping, but hope, I'm hopefully it's pretty soon. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was May the 4th. Um, I think that would be a quite a and- nice 
for at least, at least the, the series at least to start. a trailer at least a trailer on may the 4th well i'm gonna think that they're gonna have to f- try and fill that gap between mando and boba fett so if they can drop it um either before or after that would be you know i, I don't know i mean i know may the 4th is always a bit of a thing but last year clone was dropped in february and ran through till uh may the 4th so it'd be quite nice to have that again you know if that's dropping weekly you know that'll be another another nice series to kind of look forward to depends how many episodes there are in that arc it depends on how many episodes there are it also depends on how many episodes they were able to take from uh the clone wars pile you know they they'd had a number of episodes that were in production that we still haven't seen uh and they may have been able to salvage some of those but i suspect it's probably mostly coming from scratch here. And obviously as well, the good thing was, was primarily, even though 2020, there was so much uh, stuff kind of shut down. Animation was the, like the one thing that able to keep going. And it's probably why we've got a lot of animated stuff on the, on the 2021 lineup, things like the diary of a future, sorry, um, diary of a wimpy kid and night in the museum. I'm sure that they got flipped. Maybe you know, there's just something that they can just flip so much easier. And there's quite a few animated series and stuff where they're just kind of like, whatever goes on, we can still make these shows. We don't need to be relying on sets and people and stuff in in locations in large numbers. And I would definitely prefer an influx of animated shows to uh, to quick and dirty uh, mm. game shows and trivia yes. shows. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, just on a side note, really, um, this past week it was revealed a lot of the information on like the viewing figures on some shows and the Disney channels like was over 33% down on viewership from the previous year. Nickelodeon was down about the same Disney XD, Disney junior. They were all down. All networks were down. The only one that really didn't do as badly was ABC. They were much less hit than anybody else, but this kind of trend of, I mean, they've been dropping year on year on year and as as much as I, I said it before and it hasn't happened yet, if we don't start seeing much more... Oh, my dog has just found a... I was wondering what that was. Yeah. That one's... She's not having that one. Squeaky <laughs> um, toy. Yeah, squeaky toy. That one snuck into the room. Um, yeah, I think we are going to see some of those shows starting to drop. It's maybe next fall. Um, we're going to start seeing that happening a lot more with content of driving from the Disney Channel and we'll, that will start boosting up with the animated series as well. I think we're definitely going to start seeing something like that happening. <laughs> Time to, yeah. to make sure that the dog is uh, yeah, it's not is entertained. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be getting some National Geographic stuff. So we're getting Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. Um, again, that's all been filmed. In the, um, that was all managed to be filmed. We're also getting Welcome to Earth with Will Smith. Two big sort of names evolved with a National Geographic show. Looking forward to seeing what they go. Again, we're just, this is, it's compounding thing. I was going, you're seeing all these shows lining up and you're going, well, how, yeah, how many shows are we going to be getting? Three shows a week? I mean, January still, look, like I said, is very, very thin. But what's the full season going to look like? I mean, they are really revving up to, to get people in and staying into Disney Plus. I mean, we, we are, it, I was sort of, we were on our Facebook group and I was thinking, like, you know, we didn't have really anything dropping. I mean, yeah, we had like the the, the fairy tale weddings and the Star Wars series and Diary of the Future President, but nothing was really like 
grabbing you, grabbing the heart. And, you know, remember what it was like in October when we had two series on the go at once. It's like, we should be having that for probably most of 2021, I'm imagining. Uh, at least after January, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a very television-filled year. Yeah. It actually is kind of feeling like we're, we're going to... Disney Plus is going to move more towards a television model. Not Obviously not in terms of scheduling, but in in terms of a wide variety of programming mm. that you can find something that everyone will enjoy. Mm. might not be the same thing for everybody, but people will be able to find things. Yeah, no, it's just it's just looking pretty impressive. We're also getting Secret of the Whales, a four-part series, and also A Real Bug's Life and America the Beautiful. Um, so a nice little bit of National Geographic stuff on the side. I um, hope, again, I kind of hope they don't do the whole drops on them at once. I do like the weekly drop rather than dropping four, five, six episodes. Uh, for example, like Netflix dropped Cobra Kai season yesterday. So, you know, I watched two episodes and then I got friends on Facebook going, oh yeah, binged a whole lot. I was like, yeah, but this is what I don't like about binge watching is like, you know, we're it's only been out a day and some people have already now, you know, and I'm really glad they're not doing it with Marvel. But um, the documentary ones are probably the one that they can get away with it on. But I do think the bang for the buck is a lot better doing it weekly. Uh, yeah, obviously I agree with that. I, I much prefer the the weekly drop, but it does seem that binge culture is pretty popular as well. I, I had a coworker the other day, we were talking about The Expanse, which is coming out on Amazon Prime right now. I am, even though that is a weekly drop, I am like a season and a half behind on it. And he's over there complaining, like, I just wanted to drop the whole thing at once. I'm like, let me catch up, please. Yes. Uh, I want to have that conversation when, when the season's done and, <laughs> and, and discuss it with you and, and not have you sitting on the other end of the line going, have you caught, have you, have you watched the episodes yet? Have you, yeah. I, it irrationally annoys me when, when you've got somebody who is waiting for you to, to finish a series so they can talk about it. And, it, and I, and I'll be on the other side of that occasionally too. I'll be like, I'm, I've seen the, all of the Mandalorian. When are you, when are you going to watch the final episode? But it, yeah. It kind it's, of takes some of the enjoyment away, honestly. It's funny because obviously like last year with The Mandalorian season one, a lot of the, it wasn't out here officially in the UK. So I'm there watching it weekly and, you know, I'm there at my Star Wars, you know, my gaming group. And they're like, you know, some of them are like, we're talking about it. And then we're going, oh, okay, we've got to keep the spoilers down because, you know, the rest of the guys aren't getting it till March. So we had to kind of wait. And obviously like this time, we you didn't have that. Everyone was on the same page. I mean, it's really funny though with like Mandalorian. I mean, I mean, I have like a Star Wars face mask at the minute. You know, I've, I've had builders shout across to me about, I don't know if I'm enjoying the Mandalorian. You know, I was in a car showroom looking at new cars, and like three other reps were asking me about, about how cool the Mandalorian was. You know, and it's like, and there's like that kind of thing of going, hold on, where I'm getting comments here in places that, you know, it's like I've not had that with Star Wars for so long. And I'm thinking, and when you got just random people, just like suddenly they see something you've got, you're wearing something Star Wars, and it, it flags about the Mandalorian. It's like, okay, this is because we weren't able to have that last year over here. So now it's just really nice. It's been really nice having having that whole side of things going on. Um, looking forward again into 2021. Now this is where um, I've said before, Star is going to be getting as far as you know, part of Disney Plus internationally. We're going to be getting like. 35 original series we'll be getting some of the abc stuff some of the fox stuff so there's gonna be a lot of additional shows that are even more mainstream um so it's, i'm really interested to see how all of this plays out 
and with the contracts over here in different countries and where it shows because data is all going to start showing what is going on um it's just incredible and i'm sitting here just thinking like of all these different shows and going we had one in 2020 or we had two maybe in 2020 and now we've got probably close to it feels like 20 to 25 different series coming in and like that's a lot i mean when they're looking back at like um the best of 2020 awards and all the rest of it all the ones that people were voting for you know and it was a very and there was very often a, like a clear one or two outliners ahead and then like you know the documentary series and stuff the, you know discussions about like road trip and becoming were just like nothing nobody really is paying any attention to them and these shows that, are, that they've announced so far are much more i think going to get people discussing stuff because ultimately like you say the documentaries don't move the needle and it's not even just that like we we did our our lists last week and like these lo- lists look awfully similar yeah. to each other i'm not expecting that this year uh, obviously there will be some major items that will, will cross over and, and people can probably predict what those are. But once you start getting past maybe the top two or three, our lists should start looking different. And I think if you pick any random group of people, mm. you'll find that everyone had something different that they were looking forward to throughout 2021. It's funny because like, for example, like the worst of the, I did an article and I had a few people going, well, where's Artemis Fowl? Every, the reviewers didn't like it. It's like, the reviewers might not, but I didn't think it was that bad. That's why I didn't put it on the list. You know, there was that little bit of freedom. Of course, with Disney Plus, it kind of, it's like, that was a failure. So in like, it might be a lot harder in 2021 to work out what people don't like and what they do like and all the rest of it. And, um, whereas I think it, you could kind of almost pre-guess some of it in 2020. I mean, you could, yeah, we watched Timmy <laughs> failure at the beginning of the year and we're like, this is up there in the contention for worst movie of the year. And it was like February. Yeah. It was really weird. Cause I, I looked back and it was like, when I thought of all the worst shows, they were all the February and March ones. Everything was, that I didn't like was out in those two months when and I th- essentially oh, Disney plus was in the baby zone. You know, I still think it was still in that kind of. This is all. This is we're gonna, we're Disney so safe, and we can't do anything slightly. You know, it, and they didn't know where they were going. And I think twenty twenty one is showing that they've actually they've got a much clearer path of. You know, they still haven't fully gone there. They have over here, but not in the US. But it's a much clearer path of going. Yeah, we need to kind of loosen the reins a little bit on the Disney brand. Yeah, and I think what we'll also see this coming year is if there is. Um, bad content in the beginning january through march we we get some shows and we're just like these are awful uh yeah. we wanted them to be good but they're awful we're far more likely to forget them this time around because the the content has been will be building up throughout the year so when we get to the end when we get to december we'll be like the ones that'll be in mind will be stuff from maybe june onward and if mm-hmm. there's like a really bad movie in march uh, unless we're going through a list and be like, oh yeah, I remember that one. That was awful. Mm. Um, it's just not going to come up. Yeah. I still exist. It's just, I think January is still in that situation. We're still in the, and um, I've been saying this for months, expect a drought in January through to March because all the stuff that would have been filmed wasn't. Um, but I'm just glad in some ways Falcon pushing into March kind of is going to help fill that void. Um, so that's a good, I mean, it's still unbelievable that we're going to be getting so much Marvel. I it still just doesn't. It's like five because I thought I remember going from going Hawkeye can't come out this year. There's already four. No, that's coming out as well. That's a lot. 
Um, yeah, so what kind of, I mean, looking at sort of 2021, there's a lot there. There's a lot of other shows. We, I think we've got like the Doogie Hauser. We've got the Just, <laughs> uh, we've also got the... Yeah, about that one. Yeah, I mean, I did as well. It's only because it, it popped up. And there's a few other shows, like the Proud Family as well. That, you know, that's returning. And there's also lots of rumors of other shows and stuff coming in. But yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just looking pretty impressive for 2021. And it's, just, it's very nice going into 2021 and go, look at all this lovely stuff to watch. I, I will say I do appreciate that we that we do have a kind of light January though, with the exception of WandaVision. It it does give us a little chance to breathe after getting so many good items, Mandalorian season two, soul, uh stuff like that at the end of December. And I'm like, all right, I've got a couple of weeks here. I can kind of chill, get caught up on some some stuff I missed throughout the year. And and then we will start going just full on once WandaVision drop. Well, really more like once March rolls around, but still. Yeah, yeah, going to be going to be good. And also, nice as well to kind of keep people subbed to Disney Plus because the amount of people that left, obviously, when Mando ended, um, I think obviously the Marvel fans are going to be coming in in much bigger numbers because they're going to have something to watch, um, which is which is good. So I mentioned before that um, people on our Facebook group, uh, which is over one hundred and fifty thousand members have been voting this week on the best of the 2020 awards. So I thought I would just go through what people picked. So from the best original movie of 2021, um, Hamilton picked up the... Yeah, 20, yeah, 2020. So Hamilton was considered the best movie. Soul was up there. I think had Soul come out like um, maybe a week or two before, it might have had a, a bit of a thing. But Hamilton stood out above as everyone's favourite movie from 2020 on Disney Plus. And um, the best special of the year was the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. That one um a lot of people enjoyed what, that. What show. was on that list? What is on the specials list anyway? So I put on there it was basically I went on the Disney Plus app and I looked at how because they broke it down into movie series specials and shorts. So that's how I kind of um did it. So the nominees were Taylor Swift, High School Musical the Holiday Special, Black is King, a celebration of music from Coco and Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. So it, it really, I think that, it, I, th- I thought that was quite a, a nice wide range of, of stuff there. Actually, um, in, in terms of genres that we're looking at or, or categories, that's probably the widest ranging one. Yeah. Um, then we had the drama series. I see I did break up drama series and entertainment series because a lot of people go, where's Mandalorian on the internet? It's like, well, you can't put like on point up against the Mandalorian. It's like, that's not even, they're not, it's not the same thing. So in the drama series, we had Star Wars The Mandalorian, High School Musical, the musical series, because we had like two episodes dropped in um, January. The Right Stuff and Diary of a Future President. It's going to be a bit more harder next year. And obviously The Mandalorian. There was, yeah, there was no, there was no, I mean, you're not, yeah, there wasn't even, it wasn't even slightly close. The best animated Disney Plus original of 2020, the nominees were Soul, Lego Star Wars, The Holiday Special, The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, Clone Wars, once Upon a Snowman, Out, Borrow, and Lamp Life, with Star Wars The Clone Wars picking up the win for that one. Which, Soul was kind of coming up afterwards, but I think so many people were loving The Clone Wars, which, no reason why not, it was a, it was a great series. Um, the best original short of 2020, that went to Once Upon a Snowman. I'm not going to put them all in there, because I included all of the um, Spark shorts and all of the short circuits. Um, just to kind of give it, you know, but once upon a, and I'm going to be honest, I did disagree with everybody. I, that's the one I did disagree on everyone. Um, I thought 
there was a lot better. I, I think that was one of the worst shorts of the year. I, I'd be honest. Just because I had Olaf in it, it wasn't enough just for me to win. Yeah, I remember watching that one and then it kind of faded away. That's where he kind of Forrest Gumped his way through yeah. uh, Frozen 1 prior to his yeah. official reveal in it. I thought it was fine, but I definitely wouldn't have picked it as as uh, better than some borrow, of those Spark shorts. Borrow and Out were much better. I mean, I think oh, those were really good. Sparks, yeah. Um, I, that was one thing where I was like, I could I could give it to them on Lamp Life because I thought that was a bit a bit weak as well. But um, some Out and Borrow was so, and was so good. And also some of those uh, short circuits were great. I really enjoyed like uh, Fetch and Puddles. There was a few there that I liked. The best documentary series of 2020. The nominees included uh, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, Magic of the Animal Kingdom, Prop Culture, Into the Unknown, Howard. Um, we also had On Point, The Real Right Stuff. Marvel 616, Inside Pixar, Road Trip and Becoming, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, picked up. Not a huge surprise. I will highlight Disney's Animal Kingdom and Prop Culture. There's a little bit more of a, a juggle there between them all because I thought, um, but it, Mandalorian doesn't make a huge, huge surprise to see that happen. No, I would like to see more prop culture there. That, that was my yeah. favorite of the year. And that to me is just like, that's just a show that can just keep on giving. And also, I can't believe it's... But the Disney Insider is coming back. I thought it was dead. It's, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, I, it, it's a fluff piece. It's fairly easy for them to do. And with yeah. 2021 being a little more normal, I mean, obviously we're not back there yet, but with it, you can at least see a release schedule and you can plan that when they have a date, they will stick to the date. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes sense. Yeah. The, they'll be using it as the, the hype tool that it was originally supposed to be. Yeah. I did find it funny. If I, I was like, is this coming back? And there's been no word. So then we had the best entertainment series of 2020. So the nominees were the Disney Fairy Tale Weddings, Encore, Be Our Chef, Muppets Now, Pick of the Litter, After Ned, The Shop Class, and Big Fib. And that was picked up by Muppets Now. Muppets Now really, I mean, that one went way. And that was the one everyone's going, what about Mandalorian? It's like, yeah, but it's, it's like, they, it's they're a different very category. Different. Yeah. Um, so I was glad the Muppets won because I think that was one of the one of the series of like it got a lot of flack for not being what people wanted it to be because it's like oh, we wanted to be the old fashioned Muppets well the old fashioned Muppets don't exist anymore they they probably couldn't do what they did back then I mean if you look at the Muppets you look at their history they really do kind of adapt to the times the mm. the history just of their shows to ignore the movies the the shows you can definitely tell you know they. They had the variety show. They, then they moved on to more of like a talk show format, and then they they moved into the the um, you know the the Jimmy Kimmel yeah. uh, Letterman style thing. And then of course we had Muppet Now. I think actually uh, was it Josh did a really nice write up on the history of the Muppet Show. I think it's on the website. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's really fascinating because there were a whole bunch of shows on that list that I completely forgot about. Uh, and but you look at it, the Muppets are constantly updating. But this is also a show uh, that I, I think falls into the, it was much better that it was released weekly yeah. rather than all dropped at once. Because uh, if you binge that one, you really see how um, repetitive it got. You know, every episode uh, had like the piggy yeah. uh, bit where she was doing the fashion call and, and stuff like that. And the, especially right in the middle all the skits kind of kind of ran together a bit and it, it was better having it weekly. Cause then you could kind of not yeah, see the repetitiveness. 
I'm really hoping they come back with an. I'm really hoping they come back with another series. Get some other celebrities involved rather than having one celebrity in the same bit for six weeks running, because that was the other bit problem. I you know, Miss Piggy was with somebody else each time. Um, that would, might have that would have freshened it up a little bit. But now I'm hoping we see more Muppets now. But yeah, that was what everyone voted in our Facebook group, which I it's always it's the way it's nice just to kind of you know like okay here you go, you let me know what you I mean. I'll be honest. I probably, I probably would have picked majority of them that would have gone that way. I think the only one that the 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 documentary one I thought might have gone to the Animal Kingdom show I, or Prop Culture, but Prop Culture is kind of one of those things. If, I think those of us that have watched it hype it, but not not maybe not as many many people watched it. Was the gallery kind of had the name recognition? Not just the name recognition, but I think even if you are a person who doesn't watch documentaries, mm. you were you were, might have been inclined to watch uh, the Mandalorian. Mm. Whereas if you're not watching documentaries, then you're not going to watch the Animal mm. Kingdom one. You're not going to watch Prop Culture. You're not going to watch any of these other ones. Um, so the Mandalorian, it has the name recognition, and it also has the ability to pull in people who normally don't watch that kind of content. Right, so moving on from there, um, let's have a quick look here and see what um, is trending on Disney Plus this weekend. So we've got, um, so we're going to go right to the um, end here. I'm just going to look here. I think my phone decided to um, drop out halfway through it, so I didn't get the full list. So obviously, as you would expect, Soul is still number one. Um, Not a huge surprise to see that. I mean, that's just one of those things of um, a lot of people still excited about A lot of people, a lot of discussion about it. Lots of people, and it shows you that this kind of thing that drops on the Zeus can generate so much excitement when everyone can watch it all at the same time. Um, it's been great. We then had Mandalorian, Simpsons, Frozen 2, Mulan. Mulan consistently has been up there, so there's a lot of people been watching it. Um, we got Moana, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Onward. Nice to see Borrow is also in the top there. Frozen, Avengers Endgame, Toy Story 4, Jesse, Tangled, Inside Out, Toy Story, Incredibles 2, Home Alone, Hamilton, Aladdin, Coco, Avengers Infinity War, Zootopia, and The Lion King. It's almost as if everyone has gone, Santa, bye. <laughs> it's just like all the Christmas have just dropped straight out. And all of the classic movies of all that came in that were back in like November and before Halloween have all jumped back straight into the same job. It's like everyone's just gone straight back to the old faithfuls. It's like, like I could, it looks exactly the same as what it probably did in, in, in September. Um, Except for Home Alone. Uh, yeah. That's the one Christmas movie on there. Uh, and it'll, and also, it'll stick around. Um, some details. Um, I actually might bring that one up. It'd be a bit fun to kind of tie into this one because there was to put up an article where, um, looking at the top tens for the entire year and they're kind of collecting the information and working out what was the most popular consistently. And it's kind of fun to see like the most like popular series and also the most popular movies. So I'm just going to bring um, them up now and. It's, it is just amazing of like what people were watching in terms of like Moana was the number one movie of the year on Disney Plus. Um, it was the out of the whole world, Moana was number one, and then Frozen 2 and Frozen with Home Alone even at number four. And you gotta remember, Home Alone wasn't on Disney Plus in the US for most of the year, but it, it really built up. And then you know, we've got things like Home Alone 2 was in at number six because the. So many people watching these movies over Christmas, 
in that Christmas run up, it that hyped up. I mean, it really showed you when you looked at these figures have how popular the Christmas period and how important it is for like, streaming because it can m make a massive impact on the whole year's chart because so many people are watching them. And and it, it does seem to be the the comfort food movies that, mm. that stay up there. The movies, yeah. you know, uh, they feel a little bit safe. They feel a little bit comfortable. They're mm. fun. You can normally enjoy them. You can put them on in the background and still kind of look over your shoulder every once in a while. Oh yeah, Kevin is, uh, he's, uh, he, he's setting up the micro machines at the bottom of the stairs. So we know something funny is about to happen. Uh, so on. Machines. It's, I also think as well, Disney Plus has something that maybe like Netflix and Amazon Prime don't have the same thing with. And that is, I think kids that will just watch the same movie over and over and over and over and yeah, over Mo and Moana. over again <laughs> and that kind of has a big impact i think on these numbers because these movies are just constantly flowing through like that and it's interesting and i like the, when you look at the other ones like the netflix ones it was all dominated by the originals that they'll come out this because obviously different crowd coming in to watch and watching uh, whereas with definitely plus the, the, the old faithfuls were just just stacking it up you know, you look at like the top ten series. Um, you know, we got Simpsons, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, The Mandalorian, Jesse, Clone Wars, Phileas and Ferb, Once Upon a Time, Puppy Dog Powers, Star Wars Rebels, and Agents of Shield. And if you ask me to, most of them when I do that weekly trending chart are in there. You know, they're they're the same series that are in there week in week out. Um, they're on the movie side. There was something that was a little bit more interesting was Mulan, the was at number seven for the whole year. So as much as everyone moaned about Mulan and they didn't like the premium access, it was still the seventh most popular movie of the year, according to this data, um, of how long it had been in the trending chart. And it's like, you know, I really enjoy that movie. I know a lot of people didn't like it because it wasn't the Mulan that they were expecting. And, you know, it shows you that how the premium access obviously had something because it kept it in there. People were watching it. I mean, I must be. I paid thirty or twenty pound for it, so I did watch it a couple of times. Um, well, but, I was going to say, I, th yeah. I think that might factor into it. The fact yeah. that you have to pay some money for it mm -hmm. would suggest it's like, well, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to watch yeah. this a couple of times. <laughs> like and saying to the kids, "You are not watching Marvel again. You are watching it because if you, you wanted to buy it." Um, and and so we are watching Mulan eight times. I would be kind of curious uh, to see how the numbers changed once it hit. Uh, open access or or whatever you want to call it on uh, what was it December fourth something like well, that. It's been, it's been in any of the top, I think it's been in the top five top. It's been in the top end of the trending ever since it came in. Even though Disney didn't really even kind of promote it in the US. I mean over here it was on the, all the banners on the posters, I'm on the buses. But in the US it kind of they didn't draw any attention that it was on there. But it's been a been a constant one. But also just movies like the Santa Claus and Hocus Pocus and the Nightmare Before Christmas are all very much um, in that top 20 plus movies of the year. And it's like just, you know, and there's 10 months of the year where they're not even being watched. And then suddenly at, in the holidays, people are just flying in and watching them, which shows you the power and why maybe Disney is right. Because also Godmothered was the, um, in at number 16 on this list of 25 around the world. It was kind of like the only Disney Plus original movie was home was Godmothered, and just like 
that and Noel was at number twenty-four, so we kind of maybe count that one. Yeah, but Noel came out last year, so well, yeah, but it did. Art, sorry, two years yeah. ago now. Well, it, it no, but in like Europe, oh, that's fair. It, that's it fair. didn't come out until um, the end of November, so um, it only came out like six weeks ago in Europe. So that would have given it a, a, a bit of a boost, but. Godmothered was a, was the only really a Disney Plus original movie that went into this like tr- streaming chart consistently, which again is quite power. It's like again, it's a holiday Christmas. It dropped when people were watching. I think we're going to see this. This um, what you know we said about these these movies in December and November dropping the way they did it with Black Beauty, you know, Godmothered, Safety, Soul. It is the time to drop movies. It is ultimately when people are watching movies more is at that time of the year. It makes more sense to drop them then than in any other time of the year. But just very interesting just looking at those stats, really. And we don't see that with any other holiday. Uh, Now, you will see a small bump Mm -hmm. uh, of certain types of movies at certain holidays, but not to the level that Christmas movies make. It's absolutely insane how many people uh, just tune in for christmas movies and you know they'll they'll turn it on and and they'll just have a playlist of christmas movies playing throughout the day while you know uh, baking cookies and getting dinner ready and everything like that and it adds up on the chart what was also very interesting was the chart for the tv series was much more has a lot more of the disney plus originals you know we had muppets now on point the making of frozen 2 animal kingdom the disney gallery the wonderful world of mickey mouse we had um, the right stuff, you know, and then we had like obviously the, the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian. Much more likely to stay in that trending chart was a series compared to the movies, just didn't, you know, Artemis Fowl, the one and only Ivan, even, you know, they didn't have that same impact that those series did um, on the trending chart. So it would be lovely to see the full viewing figures, but I don't think Disney will ever release them because that's their own data to work out. But it was just very nice just to see how that all works out. I'm kind of curious how Ivan uh, would have done if it had released closer to the, to the holiday season, because it's actually, it would have been a decent holiday movie too. Yeah. I, 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 to be honest, it's a little bit of a movie. It's like, it's a shame that one didn't get some more attention because I, I really, I thought it was a solid movie. You know, it was supposed to go to cinemas, but Disney never seemed to have any faith in that movie. Because, I mean, they didn't promote it. They didn't really, I mean, even for cinema release, you know, they never released the trailers. They didn't release the posters. They kept it very, there's no, like, I think like there's another one, like Ron's Gone Wrong or something from 20th century coming out in a few months and we still haven't even seen a picture of it yet. You know, that's when you start worrying is when you haven't seen anything. I think the only movie that they didn't, that they promoted even less than Ivan was that magic one. Um <laughs> not, not the second Born, Born Royals, the uh, Magic Camp or whatever it was called. That, that felt almost like, oh, here's a grid. Like, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a poster. We don't have a trailer, but we have the movie. <laughs> it's been sat on the show for, for five years, but we haven't done anything with it. So um, I don't know. It's, I still feel bad for Magic Camp because I still look at it and go, it wasn't that bad. I mean, um, <laughs> no, no, but it's important to note it wasn't that bad. It's it's definitely I, not something where I we're think, clambering to go. Hey, thing, this is I really good. The thing is, is, is when it's a streaming movie, your expectations can drop. And also, we, I mean, we watched one on Netflix yesterday, The Escape Room. I mean, it's something like we never would normally watch, but it's just that kind of thing of something that popped up, and you kind of have, you've got a different taste for it when it's a, a streaming movie because if it's rubbish, you just turn it off. <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah, it, um, we watched also the 
the one with George Clooney, the Midnight Sky one. I mean, uh, yeah. Any any good at go- all? No. Uh, it was very long winded. It was it was. My wife hated it. I I kind of thought it was okay, but like the best movie of the year. It's like no, it's not the best movie of Netflix. It's like yeah, more people watched it because it dropped on Christmas. But yeah, it, it it was like, you know, that's the kind of thing. That was a movie that had that been on rental, I wouldn't have even remotely would have watched it. But it popped up on the trending chart. I was at home. I watched it, you know, and that's kind of, again, streaming kind of lets you do that a lot more. I mean, that's definitely take- true. We, we are much more forgiving of, uh, of movies that we don't have to pay for. For instance, if we had had to pay for uh, Timmy Failure, I would have been mad. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like a, a would have, you know, would you have a gone to the cinema to watch it? That would have been nope. the first test. You wouldn't have gone, and then it's like, would you have paid to rent it? And that's the way or bought it, and then you would have been onto. You. So I think those are the lines of you kind of naturally filter through like different. So by the time it hits the streaming, you know, or TV. He's gone through like, well, oh, I've been wanting to watch that one, but I haven't got around to renting it, or I haven't got around to... And, you know, like New Moons, I mentioned that earlier. As a movie that I went, nah, I'm not going to go cinema with that one because not, it's not worth the risk. And then it's on premium rent, so I could rent it, and nah, I'll just wait. Um, But you do wait. And I think, that, like I said, the streaming movies, you're a little bit more forgiving on kind of things. And maybe that's why Art Must Fall, I was a little bit more um, lenient on than kind of... And I also think, because I didn't read that book, I, th- I think I think there's a lot of people who were like hoping for a, like Harry Potter level, and I was like going, I got no idea what this is. What is it? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, that was fun. That was a fun hour and a half. Whereas, you know, expectations can be difficult. Yeah, and you also get to a situation where you're in our position, kind of. Do I recommend this to somebody? Yeah. And go, eh, you know what? Uh, I normally wouldn't recommend it, but you're paying for the service anyway, and we're in the middle of a content drought. Eh, yeah, give it a shot. Who cares? Like if Artemis Fowl or Timmy Failure came out this year, I would definitely be in line. Like, don't waste your time. There's plenty of other content. But when when those came out at the beginning of last year, just like it's something. <laughs> it's something. Yeah, it's there. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. That is um, this week's episode. It's going to be a huge thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube. Also, just a you know, happy new year and to everyone that's been watching. Again, thank you for all of your support. Um, once this is recorded, I'll probably be dismantling the Christmas set. <laughs> I'm going to take down all the trees and all the bits and pieces this weekend and kind of get the house back to nor- some kind of normality. Though I have kind of grown accustomed to this blue tinsel, but I think it will look completely out of place in February, in like June. <laughs> I mean, it's, you've got the blue lighting going on too, so it's well, not like know, it's going to change all that much. No, well, I did kind of, you know, see, I did go for a little bit of theming with like the blue z plus blue for the tinsel so there was a little bit of thought but so let's um end this one here thank you very much for watching um we will have a special episode of the avengers age of ultron review which will be like a preview for one division i'll be available for patrons and youtube members um this weekend and it'll be available to everybody next year or not next year next week uh, yeah. <laughs> we're not going that far for uh, um and also just a quick note as well um ideally we're going to be doing a little bit more of those retro reviews as well so they'll be seeing a lot more of them in 2021 anyway guys thank you very much for watching we'll see you guys soon laters later